ear It's me good looking Lee This is the Thank Me Later podcast In front of me Introduce yourself Hey You know what's our co-host No okay What's up y'all What's up with you y'all I'm good I'm actually not feeling too good today But Physically But I'll be alright What's that that the good Beyonce said <laughs> I'm a survivor <laughs> But no, for real, cramps be really making you feel like you. you have to survive. Like No funny. When you get your period, it feel like you're about to have a baby. But that's a different talk. Um, nonetheless. And uh, they're we, booming these days, just saying. Everybody's having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Babies. Kid for sale, kid for sale. Yeah, when they go on sale, I'm going to cop me one. Uh, anyhow, uh, we got a guest. He's here through Zoom. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Hey. Hi, hello. My name is Bia Dun Abadu. I'm an author, artist, and boutique owner. And you got good I skin. So first of all, that. your name is just so <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Like when what? you get it right, because I was fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't rolling, but now it's rolling. Now <laughs> yes. that you said it, it's like, oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. How I didn't get that. And shout out to you for owning a boutique. Facts. Yes. Facts. He's out here owning owning boutiques. What He's kind black. of boutique? Let's do it. Let him know. So mainly accessories, so women's and uh, men's accessories. We sell like head wraps, bags, sunglasses, um, dolls for kids, hand fans, and um, as, um, neck accessories as well. Okay, great. I got a question about the dolls. Like, when did you know? Like, what made you be like, yo, this is the way, the dolls? Um, You know, so when I traveled recently, I was in Cayman Islands, and they had like these handmade dolls that mm. I, I thought like, okay, I want to implement that because, you know, there's a lot of Barbie dolls going on everywhere. And I felt mm-hmm. like these were a little bit more, these are cultural. Mm-hmm. And my story is about promoting culture. So yes. whether it's items from Philippines, Nigeria, Jamaica, um, Thailand, those are things I, I bring into my store. So when I saw the dolls, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to um, introduce this. And they're flip dolls. So they have like um, two sides to them, like, under the doll's dress, you can flip it over to the, the different kind of face and different kind of head wrap. Oh, oh that's wow. lit. That's why I gotta see yeah, that. Yeah, that's so, lit. Like, I actually collect dolls too, so that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So so well, so I let's get see. into it though. Like, you know, we we how how was you 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 raised, you know what I'm saying? We wanna know how you was raised. Where are you, you from? Know where you from? All that. I'm trying to be nosy. I'm in your business. That's <laughs> fine, that's fine. Um Born in Rhode Island, raised mm-hmm. in Nigeria. I did my high school and primary school and um, in Nigeria mm-hmm. for over eight years. So I did most of my schooling in Nigeria. And then after that, I moved to London, stayed there for like six months. I didn't like it. I felt like it was too, it was just too regular. I wanted a little bit of praise. Oh, I think some shots was <laughs> fired there. <laughs> Let, me, let, me Ooh, let him finish mm-hmm. before I tell him. Let him finish. <laughs> go ahead. And then I moved to Chicago. And then after Chicago, I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you've had a well-rounded yeah, uh, living sure. experience. Definitely diverse. Uh, she think you was throwing shots at me because I'm British and I've lived in oh, London. Yeah. No, I don't care. I don't care. I was just about to say, we, we, we don't even have to address that part. I don't care. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why I said that. So in London, I'm sure you know, it's a lot of my um, lot of fellow Nigerians over there. Yes. And I felt like, I was doing so many things that they were judging me mm-hmm. and I needed a break. Like, let me go to America where if I'm doing drag performing, there's nobody 
preaching to me and there's nobody next mm. door knocking on my door like, oh, we saw your video. Take it down. Yeah, I you feel know? that. Yeah, I feel that. So that's a lot. I have to move back to the States. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. But what was, what was that change like from Nigeria? You know what I'm saying? Like from Nigeria, just if even if you take out like London, still Chicago and New York, what's the difference in, in, in first of all, learning because you did your primary there. And then outside of learning, like socially, what would you say are those differences? So I was one of those kids that was in the dormitory um, mm-hmm. boarding house, we called it in Nigeria. So I didn't really have so many experiences outside. Mm-hmm. So we were mostly on the dorms and we were there all through the semester. Mm-hmm. But socially, you know, everyone, your neighbor was like your best friend. Like you could easily knock on the door if, if, you're, lo- if you're locked out of your house and wait till your mom to get back. Your neighbors looked out for you. If you're hungry and there's nobody in your house, you walk over to your neighbor. We all looked out for each other as far as neighbors. And like yeah. your friends were like your friends, like no matter how many fights you had, those were the friends that you knew. Mm-hmm. Everyone literally looked out for each other. Um, we were always just taught to like, you know, be careful of where we went to. And aside from like house parties that we climbed over the fence to run to, <laughs> that was about it. So I think I just was a good kid for the, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only difference was that um, there are just some things that weren't tolerated back home that is to- tolerated here. Mm-hmm. Like um, I studied fashion merchandising. So even when I used to do like sketches back at, in Nigeria, you know, of course they wanted me to be a doctor, a lawyer or something else. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was one of those stubborn kids. I was like, I'm just going to do this either what way. Do, right. Mm-hmm. So, Aside from that, those were like the things that aside from that, like aside from what they didn't necessarily want you to do, I love the the training I got as far as, you know, you can always come back home to establish things. You can learn, um, take what you learned back home, bring it here. And even things you learn from here, take it back home. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes you kind of like international and, yes. you know, mix two, two of yes. the experiences together. I definitely had that experience when I went to Jamaica. And it's funny that you said that, too, when you were talking about um, the different places um, and a lot of the customs that I learned in Jamaica, like they're very communal. So your neighbor is your best friend, like like your best friend from left to your right. So it's very interesting on how their government works and how they govern themselves really, truly uh, in their communities. I'm from Brooklyn. And if you look to the left. Fuck that nigga. And if you look to the right, <laughs> fuck that nigga too. But I've always said I admire. <laughs> no, for real. I've always said I admire the. lying? Yo, bro. It's not, it's not like that now because I've learned, like, people know me in the community and I'm, I'm not, I'm not like just for self. I get that. I'm a very communal person. But growing up, it, that's really how it was. But I've always said, and we just said this, we just spoke about this the other day. I, I admire how. Uh, Nigerians and, and just Africans like purebred Africans I admire how you guys are able to just hold one another down right. I think if we had that in New York New York wouldn't be able to be fucked with but we don't have that so that's why we fucked and with and every New Yorker so wants to leave home, now like I mean now it's a different thing like you gotta text people to when you're going to the house but at home it's like did we even have that people just show up and you didn't care right. you know they just showed up they answer your house hell they'll just go to your fridge and it was it was okay, you know. I love it, your it, accent. Never really like 
you know, scolded them up for it or it was just normal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my friends would just come over, they knew where the kitchen was, mm-hmm. you know. So you would just make sure you always dress because anybody can walk in. Shit. Shit. Anybody doing that in my face? You'd be like, don't touch my phone. Yo, what? <laughs> Get off my phone. <laughs> if I hear somebody even touch my doorknob, I'm like, what are you doing? Why did you touch it? Like, there was no need for that. Yeah. But I've always, I've always admired that. Do you think, though, growing up and having that pressure on you to kind of stray away from what you knew you wanted to do and to do something that was acceptable to your family? Do you think that that kind of contributes to why you go so hard in in the creative field? Definitely. Um, Like, for example, like, I'll start with when I used to do the drag performing, even though I won't. I won't sit here and lie to you that I've gone a couple of years where I haven't really done any performing because I guess they did sort of get to me. Mm. But even, even when I put that aside, there is a book I wrote, which is called Tales of My Skin. Come on, Sean. Yes, we're about to get into that. Let's go. Let's go. So this is a book that talks about an LGBT character from Nigeria and it's taboo to even speak about these things. Mm. So I was one of those kids that was like, I don't care if you're throwing me out tomorrow. I don't care what you're going to say. I don't care whose son you tell. I'm going to release this book either way. So my family has always known that about me. They've known that they can't really threaten me. I'm still going to do it either way. Mm. So it's like those things still persuaded me to do, write all these things and do all these things because someone out there needs to hear the story. Someone out there is being stoned to death right now. Someone out there need something to motivate them like you know go hard do what you're supposed to do if you need help look for this help and get out of that environment that may be toxic or maybe life-threatening right so these are part of the reasons why i also still do what i have to do because there's someone that's coming across my page that might get that inspiration to finally do what they're supposed to be doing mm. right and you definitely touched on like in the description of your stories that it's like a true story they're from yeah. like reflective places of truth so i wanted to know like how is it taking that kind of leap of faith in trusting that you can wear your heart on your sleeve to kind of tell things that are actually real versus a a reality we tend to live in where it's not really reality like we're not really being shown real things we're seeing like versions dramatic versions, versions that of they, them they that think we would resonate we, with or we would rather see yeah right and like programming that so what is it like being so vulnerable to share you know stories that are actually true and really real so again with this story um i knew writing this i would get a lot of personal questions even though the story is not necessarily about me so i made it a, a point that when i'm doing my book signings I always talked about things that I could relate to as far as the character. And these are true life stories. So there were things I could relate to that I could also talk about my experiences. For example, mm-hmm. like at my book signings, um, I always tell people, I don't have tea. You can never get tea on me because my life is like an open book. I share my experience where I was homeless, whether I did drag performing to, to, to make a living, you know, whatever it was, it's like I put myself out there because um, a lot of us are going through things that, you know, we can't really seek 
therapy because we feel like we're going to be judged or we can't really talk to someone else because we feel like we're going to be judged. So people like myself, they're like telling people like, this is what I went through. It wasn't all sugar. It's helping someone. Yeah, you're, you're being a vessel. You're using so, your vessel to be a vessel. Yeah. Therapeutically yeah. to release these things. Mm you know, release what I experienced in the past because I'm not being defined by my past. That was two years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago. I'm a different person now. Right. And it's like, you can see me, I'm doing all these things. You can do it too. Mm-hmm. That's know? beautiful. That is that is very yeah. beautiful. Let me, if I'm correct, Tales of My Skin is your third book? Tales of My Skin is my first. Oh, it's the first. To- okay. But you have the three books, right? So now- in in writing, you know what I'm saying, in, in freeing yourself mentally and being able to write from these different perspectives, um, at what point did you know, like, I'm not just doing this because it was something on my mind to do. I'm doing it because I'm supposed to do this. So I definitely, first of all, definitely when I write the nonfiction, the true life stories, it's things that I personally can relate to. And I've always had a passion to write things that are real there's a lot of fiction books so other people are covering that i felt personally so i wanted to write on things that i personally wanted to talk about whether i experienced it myself or new people whether it was rape whether it's family neglect whether it's people for example like tales of my skin talked about looking for love in the wrong places Mm -hmm. so i necessarily wasn't coming from a place of i need you all to accept me because i'm gay the character was more so coming from an angle of gay is normal. I'm looking for love. I'm just looking for love in the wrong places. Mm. You know, like any other person is looking for love in the wrong places. Mm. So it's like these things are topics that I can personally relate to. Even the second book, it talks about it's really heavily on religion where, you know, you go to a pastor, you tell them your problems. And in return, the pastor is like, oh, your parents are right. Just go back and apologize instead of asking you questions or like why do you have blood you know coming down from your eyes you know who hit you with the heel those are questions they should be asking but they're not mm-hmm. and i came from a religious background so these kind of things really hurt me so i decided when i was writing these books these are topics i wanted to touch on because religion is so strong in nigeria and it's like your parents are always right religion is always right just hush, go pray, go kneel down. Your name is Nigeria. <laughs> it's here too. Trust me, like it's here too. Can I ask you what what, what part of Nigeria were you uh, living in? Lagos. Why did Lagos. I know that? Why did I know that? And when's your birthday? This gems coming out of Lagos. <laughs> December crazy. The twenty sixth. Wow. That's dope. What sign is that? Capricorn. 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 Hardworking yeah. individuals. Very. <laughs> He was like, let me throw that in there right now. Yes. (laughs) We know. (laughs) Always owning the business. No, nah, no funny though. There are like amazing talents coming out of Lagos. And it's crazy because they've been there. We just finding out. They've been there. I can't wait to go to Lagos. You should. You would love it. I can't wait to go. I heard that shit is expensive though. I'm trying to hold on. Adding on to me too then. Yeah. I'm trying to hold on. I'm going to need all my coins for myself <laughs> real quick. That is and I want to go to Sierra Leone. Facts. Facts. Yes, I do. Yeah, so yeah. Tr- to go try um, South Africa too as well. I was just about to yes. say I want to go to Johannesburg for real. Yeah. But I, I tried to do that uh, last year. 
Uh, thank God I didn't go I last year, I want to live there, though. truthfully. But you want to live there? Yeah. I'm there myself, but I definitely want to go yeah. to. And build a house. and. Yeah. I would love to build something there. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of um, affordable lands right now, so you should definitely look into it. Come through with the help. I like right. that. <laughs> for the plans, for the future. My next book called Tea Tips and Tricks. Yep, I'm gonna need that. I'm, I'm gonna need, need all of them. Okay. No, so I hear that. so look. your your cover art too. Like I will say, just to kind of piggyback off. Yo, of how like you know I was revealing. going there about the oh, covers were, of the books? Were you? Yeah, yo, we just be knowing. Give me some. Give me some. Okay. That was good. That was Thank good. me later. <laughs> <laughs> um, like what? It was very bold, like very yeah. bold, very revealing. Something like you said, like things that you talk about and things that you were doing were so taboo and like your culture and where you're from. Like it's the same to here. Like you, there's a silence that we get sometimes as creatives when you know things, when you want to share things that you've been through and you want people to embra- embrace you or embrace their truths the right way and heal properly. So like, what made you go that route to be so like open and it, it, explain it like kind of like saying kind of play on words like did the book was the can you judge the book by its cover basically nope i feel like um so when i when i when i was writing these books or even thought of the concept or why i wanted to write the book or you know just thinking of the idea in general i always knew that i wanted something that would definitely get people to flip open the book and I didn't want something so typical, like, you know, that I've seen from other books. And I always call my books like a diary, like the cover, you know, some diaries, like the typical diaries, they might have like a padlock in front, you know, you're like, what is this? You want to open it and see. So I wanted the books to be like a diary into someone's life. And if the cover is not drawing you in or drawing yes. you in, Yes. I feel like it's not doing its work. Yes. Okay. And even with the covers, I'm like, I wanted something that's bold, regardless of what you know anyone might think. Like you look at it, you're not necessarily getting the full story, but you know what you can expect in it. Mm. And even with Tales of My Skin, um, you know, it has certain words written on him, mm-hmm. like raped, we were here, lost, or homo. I kid you not, when I do pop-up shows, I get, whether it's females, whether it's straight men, that actually purchase this book because the, the cover draws people in. I like that. Yeah. I like. I really enjoy the uh, the cover for Stolen Sanity, too. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah. So I just wanted to be clear on St- Stolen Sanity. Is that mm-hmm. about funk? Is that how you pronounce it? Funke. Funke? Yes. That's how you pronounce her name? Yes. Okay. And that's okay. Yes. Yes. I just like that you're able to take yourself out of yourself and write from different perspectives. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um that's I have beautiful. I have yeah. I've 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 experienced uh people who you know they're meant to to specifically write about their experiences, but when you can take yourself out of it and just deliver Blow, right? an amazing piece of work, that's different. So tell us who is Funke. So <laughs> I feel good. 
She knows about her business. <laughs> let, let, let us know. You wow, know? that was really good. It, listen, we got our listeners here. They want to know. That's a fact. That's we want to know. We fact. read. We yeah. want to add it we to the book. We are important. Tell us yes, the Yes, for, yeah, yeah. for sure. So book clubs, well, like, you know, they got to know. So Funke is someone I knew in Chicago, and I've also known a little bit in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So in Chicago, my experiences are like, over the roof that I'm, I'm still writing them into other books. Mm. And with Funke, um, she went through a lot. And the reason why I wanted to write Funke's story is that a lot of times we sit down, not, not us necessarily, but a lot of people sit down on Twitter, Instagram, or they're watching news channels and they're pointing fingers like, oh, this person should have done this. But we never know the backstory that led them to where they were at and why they got arrested, why they you know, brought a gun and started shooting. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those that I want to talk about what happened before they got there. Because um. all of you pointing figures, this was someone that was crying for help and you were always too busy for them. You ne- you were judging them. You didn't pick up the phone. And now these things happened and you're on Twitter too, pointing fingers. Mm. So it's kind of like, let's talk about what led to that. And with Funke, it talks about rape. It talks about murder. It talks about um, um, adoption, you know, giving up your kids in certain situations, relationships as well, dealing with a lot and not understanding your partner. So it covers different topics that she, um, you know, came that different things that she came across. Mm-hmm. And again, true life stories. So and I had the opportunity to ask her certain questions because I wanted uh, emotional. I wanted to see how she's reacting physically. Is her hands shaken? Is her lips trembling when she mentions certain characters' names? Is she crying when she mentions her mother? Is she telling me, I don't want to talk about my father? So these are things that I want to see when I'm speaking to the person before I write the book. Wow. That's nice. Yes, that process that is, is that's, dope. That's a dope process to, to go through and really, like, be Thank able you. to have the ability to, one, tell these stories, have permission to tell these stories. That's, that's a lot of trust. So that's that speaks a lot about the person writing it. How do you feel as an author? Like, how does that feel to call yourself an author? It feels amazing. Um, I won't lie, and I'm and I'm not just saying this because I'm I'm on here with you all. (laughs) Sometimes I still wake up and I look at like my my book stack, like, oh geez, I really did write these books. Like it's like. I, 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 it's like every day I'm like, wow, I really wrote this. Like, wow, this is really a thing. This is, wow, this is already published. You know, sometimes I go on Amazon and look at my own page to uh-huh. see like, oh, it's really up there. You know? I hear that. <laughs> so so, so let me, let me. Right. Send that link in. Like, let me, let me be now. clear, right? You, uh, you publish independently? Yes. I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to uh, shed some light on that. I don't actually do have it. a follow-up. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. with, uh, the famous publisher is like, it, you know, it's a lot of work. You got to send in your manuscript. You don't know if they're going to respond two years later. When I could have been talking about this thing that we all need to be talking about now, whether it's a, a very heavy topic. So I just decided that, you know, I'm just going to do it self-publishing and with with God willing, something's going to happen and then it would reach millions like I would want it to. 
And that, sir, is how you mind your black-owned business. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's how you do too it. Much. That's too much. That's exactly what I read. Like they have all these rules. Like they'll tell you mm. what to write. They get yeah. the certain. Yeah. yeah. It don't Similar. make no sense. By the time you Similar. you 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 share your your craft with somebody, when it comes to something like that, the story ain't even yours no more. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much the. That's everything. Story of the umbrellas of the creative world when you want to sell your art or actually kind of manifest it in a way for the masses to like get a hold of it. And of course, when the masses get a hold of it, it costs. So, I mean, they just want to stop that. But I think you make a very good point, even kind of crossing social media into it and kind of just reflecting on how people speak about others on social platforms and judge situations and not knowing enough of the info. Um, We kind of touched on that last time we were talking and we also wanted to keep kind of like touching on it today about like even um, what Meg the Stallion was going through and all these inferences made that pushed her to say, no, this is what it is. And in a sense, you gracefully kind of did the same thing with expressing yourself in your book and your stories or even giving somebody else a voice to do that gracefully so that's just beautiful in itself but do you think that because the way media is without having to give enough words or give enough details that that can affect literature and how you know authors just even want to be up and coming and get to a point where they're like bestsellers and across the world um you know with writing, it, it really depends on the individual because, mm. and I'm hoping I'm, I'm answering this question right. You know, most of us will stay authentic to who we are regardless of what's going on around and we will still stick to how we feel right. and their experiences, whether it's personal or whether it's people around us, you know, we stay authentic to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, you'll get those that will just write it based on how they feel people will easily gravitate right. towards them. Yes. And that's that's them, but people like myself and others, hopefully our stories get pushed forward to really say how it is. Yeah. To really tell people like, yes, I've been suicidal myself and this is what I went through and this is how, what happened to me. Or I've been in a toxic situation like that. Because a lot of times, you know, when we write stories, we can, you know, not me, but like some people would just say, oh yeah, you know, I, I easily walked out of the house when he hit me, which they know it's sometimes not true. You know, some that's of us. Funny. Well, sorry. It's true. Some of us, like, you know, because that's like know. bad funny, but because that you can't do that. Like, that's just not how it goes. But that's, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's true. It's like, that's not how it works. And a lot of people want to make it seem, because a lot of comments that you read will make it seem like, oh, walk out, leave him alone. I would have called the cops. I would have used a frying pan to hit him. When we know that's usually at least 75% is not usually the way it goes. Right. A lot of us, you know, when it comes to love, we are, we don't make the right decisions. So we still stay there. We still say yes to this person. We Mm -hmm. still are in that house even six months after. So it's like, that's why people like myself want to write the stories exactly how it is to show people like, okay, you're in this situation. It wasn't easy for myself, but this is what I did to get right. out of the situation versus right. me just writing how I think people want to hear. Right. You know, you know what it reminds me of? Um, 
I was looking at your cover arts, just all three. Um, they remind me of when I was in, had to be like junior high. Um, I was heavy on reading those uh, down to earth like sex books. <laughs> like, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, Coldest Winter and uh, all the motherhood books. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the hood. <laughs> for real, for real. I'm from the hood, right? But it reminded me, like, because a lot of times I would pick the book based off of the cover because I'm like, oh, this look like some real deal. Like, she really messing with a kingpin. I like that. So when I was looking at them, I was like, yo, he's really appealing to, to that part of me. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I used to read them. I got in trouble one time for reading the book. But, you know, I kept doing it because that's just how it works. I'm going to do what no, I want. You definitely did it for the culture and it did rub that, that itch of those those times you wanted to sneak and read and then knowing like, yo, I'm grown now. I can read these books. I can like, tap in. And then now you're not tapping into the fiction of it. You're tapping into real shit. So. Facts. Yes. That's Con- what I'm saying. Congrats, though. Truthfully, definitely being a business owner in multiple streams. A black business owner. A black business owner. I think that is super dope that, you know, you have that mindset to you and you have that will to keep going. And I I can imagine it hasn't always been that easy to say this, you know, on air, even to express this. But um, you're doing it. So you've come this far. So definitely, I'm going to give you your flowers. Yeah, facts. <laughs> let, 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 let's, let's jump into these other creative talents that, that he That's has. right. Yeah. Okay, yes, for yeah, sure. Let's, let's, for let's sure. jump into these other. Real quick, right? So uh, when you first started to write and stuff, when what made you be like, you know what? I actually went to school for fashion merchandising. Like, when, what made you just say, yo, it's time for me to branch out and and get on to something else. Was you tired of writing? Like, was it a block? What was going on? So, um, before I started, so actually, I did Tales of My Skin while I was still in school. Okay. I was thinking of something that I could sort of talk about myself and also talk about other things that people are dealing with at the moment. Mm. So it was actually while I was still in school that I wrote Tales of My Skin. I honestly thought it was just that one only book that I would be writing. I never thought I'll be writing other ones even after. And while I was doing that, I was doing drag performing. So it's like I always had this mindset of like, I want to do different things that would like, whether it's bringing in money, whether it's it's getting different kinds of um, people, um, you know, um, people interested, whether it's book readers, whether it's people who just love love seeing people on stage. So it's like, I'm bringing two different side, um, two different groups to myself. So um, with writing, I did take a long break after the first one. Mm. Cause I was going through personal things. You know, I was a little suicidal during the moments. I also stopped performing. So I put my YouTube channel on lock for like over seven years. Wow. And when I moved to New York and I saw the way people were hustling here, it motivated me and inspired me to get back on track because it was like, you know, if you can't do it for yourself, who's going to push you to do things, right. you know, so it's like, you are I your biggest like, fan. Yeah. And let, cheerleader. Me, let, let me write the next book. Let me get things out. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel that. I was still writing other things. Okay. Okay. I feel that. Let me ask you, what was your drag name? So this is so. Oh my god! I'm just, <laughs> I don't we know. Wanna know. 
I never had one. Oh. Really? Would you ever do... I never had one. Would you ever do drag again? Like, would you ever participate in it? And, like, you know, create a name and, like, even try to audition for RuPaul's Drag Race. But is that is that I something you would want to do? I did audition for it. Oh, wow. Yes! Well, we like love it. And I don't know why I stopped because... You know, I was so afraid of this, the sewing parts. And even when I, even though I went mm. to school for a merch, um, fashion design, I just wanted to do the merchandising side. I was afraid of sewing. Mm-hmm. And I never could understand, like, how did they make all the clothes? So I was afraid. And the furthest I got was just him putting me on the websites back then, like a little video. And I was on the page for like a whole day. So I got a lot of views from that. But I never moved more and I really wish I did but like they say it's never too late yes mm-hmm. so <laughs> oh my goodness you should definitely audition like that's one of my favorite shows on TV shout out to RuPaul's Drag Race all the little like the um what is it all star shows the little spinoffs from it too fire they about people, to do another one people look at they me. having another spinoff fire people look at me and think you know oh she's fire. a masculine presenting woman she probably don't know, but I really be watching that shit. You know what I'm saying? It is fire. <laughs> I be watching that, that shit. That is one of my favorite shows. I used to like, go to boxes what? on premiere night. I'm lying. I did that one time. <laughs> yeah, you old damn. Yeah, I did that one but time. We had a good time when we went. That was so dope. To boxes? Yeah. We went to boxes together? Yeah. And I performed there. What? No, not that one. That's why, cause that's why I don't remember. Shout out to, to T. It was for her birthday. That's not the usual box. I told you that. The boxes I go to is on 50th. Okay, but so yes, you've yes, been yes, there yes, more yes, yes. than once then. So. Boxes? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gay for real. Like, <laughs> I'm really gay. I really be in there. Like all shade? summer. Like, no, it's a gay bar. <laughs> you ever been to boxers? No, I know, I know. Yes, exactly. He's been the boxer. It's like I yes. usually go to the one on 50th, but we went to the name? one by 14th Street. Yeah. And she yeah, did. That's the one I go to. Oh, yeah. Yes. She went, yeah, we went to that one and she did the What's karaoke. What's the lady's name? I Crystal forgot. Well, I forgot. It's been a while. I yeah, exactly. Well, it's it wasn't long that long while. for me, but shout out to her. She yeah, was yeah, big she up, big was up the, nice. Yeah, we big had a up good to her. Time. But yeah, yeah shout out to boxes. For some reason, I honestly. I watch a little bit of the shows and then sometimes I don't watch it because I get a little depressed. Like, oh my gosh, why did I stop? You know, why did I let this go? So sometimes I am hesitant to watch it or go mm-hmm. to certain shows. Okay. But don't be though. I mean, you can kick your ass a little bit if you want to, but then after that, you know, you got to pick yourself back up and be like, no, I'm fire. Like, and get through it. Definitely. Really got me to be like, okay, it's time. So I went to a cruise recently, like two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. What cruise? And on the cruise, we went to like th- three different countries. And there was a lip sync battle on the cruise. And I auditioned. So it was like three rounds. I, I beat the first round. It was all, So the first round, all the men were supposed to like, you know, change their attire to something mm-hmm. else. And of course, fashion major, I grabbed a whole bunch of towels and made it into a dress. <laughs> Came out, strutted my stuff, won. Second round, it was me and a girl who are the finalists. And the third round, we moved to the third round. And I performed Tina Turner and Christina Aguilera. And the excitement from people, whether they were straight, gay, married, whatever. Gay that juice. 
it was overwhelming. Imagine just coming out of my yeah. room and people just re- remember me. Like, yeah. oh, you're a guy that was yeah. on stage. It yeah. felt good. So I was like, I think it's time to go back to this. You know what's so crazy? That I mean, it does feel good, but I literally hate it. It's, <laughs> it's so overwhelming because like, you know, I just really love to just sing just to sing. And then it's like, oh my God, is are you the singer? And I'd be like, yes, stop talking to me. No, you know when Please. I hate it, I hate I'm like I love it, but I hate it at the same That's time. That's a fact. Like I I'm love it. Such a, it's so I crazy. love when people come up to me and know and know the show. But like I also hate when I'm just trying to get to the store and like I'm looking crazy. I, my music is in, you know, maybe take out my headphones or to be like, are you good looking? Lee? And I just be like, girl, if you pay attention, you know, it's me. You know, it's me. Come on. Let's come on. But, you know, I really appreciate it. You're eating a hot dog or something. Then why are you eating? Yo. I'm done. No, that has actually happened to me twice while I was getting. They food. caught you with the glizzy. One in the bakery, and while well, I was about to eat, so I'm ordering mad pastries and cakes, and then another at um, Shana's birthday party. A girl came up to me and was like, "You know, okay." And I'm like, <laughs> "Big up Shana." Me and Matt oxtail and chicken, and I'm like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> so yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are amazing moments. Like someone just randomly I, I knowing me, like randomly knowing me, even if it's through somebody, but like it's stuck with you, like the connection, or like literally randomly knowing me, like you do free. I'm like, oh my gosh. But when I'm do, like, if I perform and I'm away on vacation or something, the for the rest of the time that I'm on vacation, it's like you're the girl that sing. Oh my gosh, you sound so good. I'm like, thank you. She lying. She lying. She be like, thank you. Oh, no, yeah, I did I'm that. totally not like that. I'd be like, thank you. Like, stop no. looking at me. Because, like, I'm very shy at heart. But then, you know, when you know me, know me, I'm just a big, like, it's it's all out there. And usually, even if you don't know me, it could be like that as well. But I think just in general, the spotlight of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm never really able to just, like, I get all emotional. <laughs> Yo, no lie. She not lying. Like, somebody will come up to her and be like, oh my goodness, I listen to your music. She'll be like, thank you. 40 minutes later, she want to start crying. And I'm like, Yo, bro, it's done. <laughs> That's it. She'll be like, yeah, no, I'm posting about soul. it. Like, be yeah. Like, so, enough. those, they're beautiful moments. I just get so timid sometimes. I don't even know why. I think it's just. That, like you said, just in general, that like eyeglass that people have on things, even in a positive way, it's just always that. Eyeglass. What's changed for you since people started paying attention to you? Do you feel like you have to be more cautious in your everyday living? Um. Oh yes. I was telling my friend the other day, like, okay, I have to go back. If I go back to this drive performing, I, I can't be sending stuff from my address because I I, I have to be honest. The books is one thing. The boutique is one thing. The art is one thing. I know that when I do drag, you get people that stalk you. Mm. It has always been that way for me. You get people in your DMs. You get people that stalk you. And this is used to happen to me in Chicago. And, hey, this is New York. So I don't think anything will be any yeah. different. Mm. So I know when Corona is over and I start going back to performing on stage, I will have to be more careful. I would have to go to a friend to a show because... It's crazy, people. As soon as you step out, yeah, you know, out of the weather. That's why I always change. Whether at the venue, stalking you, whatever. 
Yeah. So that's like the way you have to be careful because you'll be surprised. It'd be, it'd be people that are married that are like stalking too. Son, yep. I ain't know how real it was till I started went, going to boxes. You know what I'm saying? It was married men, there was CEOs. And you know, you, you got to kind of mind your business, but you realize like, oh, nah, you really wild. You're a wild Ooh. boy. I ain't realize until I started like opening up. So I'm not one of those gays that be in all the mix. I'm on my business, stay my black ass in the house. But when I started going out and minding other people's business, that's when I realized, yo, it really gets messy. You know it saying? really it, does. it really gets dangerous for some people. That's scary too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen it get dangerous yeah. for people. So definitely always keep that in mind to like be safe and think of like a, a, a great plan, plan of action for you. Even if you have to change at the venue, like I'm big on that. I go comfy. I change when I get there. Sorry. Everybody outside don't need to get the shebang because y'all ain't pay for a ticket. Wow. When I do this I'm I'm showing skin like my outfits are crazy so, you know the one day I tried come going home even if it was jumping in a cab I never again because the reaction was crazy so I'm like okay never again we we just gonna change at that venue. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yo, do you think that uh you as a writer do you think that uh written media is 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 a dying art? Um. Yes and no. I'm in the middle. A lot of people don't read as much. Yeah. You no. Know, um, it has to be something that they can, it has to be something really juicy, I guess, for them to, to like really want to read. Um, and then you have the people who just love reading. Right. And then you have those, it's, it's a mixture of things. Then you have those who just buy your book because they know you or they want to support you, but they're not necessarily reading it. So that's why with things that we post online, whether it's a short uh, excerpt from the book, we're luring people in who don't necessarily read. And that's also why I keep my books not too super big so that people who don't necessarily read still feel motivated. Right, they can get through it, right. And that's why even now I do videos where I read something that's catchy that will still lure them in to Mm -hmm. at least read the book. Right, you know, talk about something that's in the book to still draw them in. Mm-hmm. Right. So, do would you rather? Would you rather have? Would you rather have the people who know you and they're gonna buy your books and probably never read it, or the people who don't know you at all but they're buying the book to actually read it? The people that don't know. Me. Okay. Okay. The that's right. That touch the masses. And you know Just why? Touch you know why? I feel like when you're marketing, I feel like you you just you know there's some people that you just know. Oh, these people are just gonna buy either way. Mm-hmm. But I want to focus on those I don't know, right? Because I feel like the ones that you don't know, I you also the ones that go hard and promote your stuff mm-hmm. versus people that are laid back. Oh, I know him. You know, it's it's just it's just be a dope. So that's why I tend to focus on those I don't necessarily know because. I know the sales will definitely happen with people I already know. Okay. Okay. No. Shout out to them because it's tough to make a sale with somebody you know. Like it's always it tough. It's tough. But Let's you had a couple of people that will do automatically, like he said, like a definite few. But my answer, even too, and I'm not even an author yet because I plan on writing a book in this lifetime. I do. 
If I write a book, it's going to be messy. It's going to be and tell And you gave me inspo. <laughs> exactly. But I'll you gave me it. inspiration because, see me, I was only going to get as creative with that as the character name. It Ooh. was going to be real tell all. But you made me, you gave me some inspiration today to think of it in a different way, to dif- use a different strategy with the same intention. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because my intention is not to just write a gossip book. the intention is always to teach what I've learned and then obviously keep learning to teach something else again but yeah I'm gonna write a book but I would say even as an artist I would I want to touch people I don't know definitely because you just never know who the book is gonna you know catch your attention I mean the other day someone bought my book in Korea I don't know no one in Korea (laughs) (laughs) I checked Yes. Yes. I don't know anyone in Korea. The other day, the, um, a month ago was Mexico. I don't know anyone there, but you just never know. Yeah, right, right. Facts. Right. You just true. never know. Especially when you put in your keywords and those are things that they can relate to and they'll grab the book. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So about about this boutique, right? First of all, is it, is it a, a brick and mortar? Is Sorry? Is it is it like a, a brick and mortar store or is it like a only online thing? Online, I do pop up shows, but you know okay. what's going yeah, on yeah. right now with suffer. Mm-hmm. So mostly online. Okay, so now when the boutique came about, right? You finally got to the place where you like, you know what? I'm gonna open up a boutique. Were you getting that kind of backlash of like, you already doing a lot, just? Just keep doing this, or, or maybe you should just be a writer or just dance. Like, did you get any of that? So, with people that I knew, I think a lot of people always say, Oh, you know, you're always working on something. So, it's never really a shocker. Okay. It's just like, Oh my God, yes, another idea. And, and they feed off of that as well to create what they want to do. And what a lot of people don't know is when I was in Chicago, I literally have written things that I want to do. So the boutique has always been there. The boutique, I thought of the boutique after I started doing drag performing, even before my books on my art, actually. But I just felt like this was the right time to do it. So it's always been there, but I just never talked about it. That's dope. So Yeah, they've never really had any negative thoughts on it. Okay. It's just, especially, especially when you provide in accessories that speak for itself. Right. It's like, okay. yeah, talk that talk. That's Please right. talk that talk. So let us know where your is boutique it, is located. It's like. online. Oh, oh, it's that's what I was saying. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> where you got been you, at? You. Where you been at? No, you right, you right, you right, you right. right. Nah, I did want to ask though. You know the, but you could, you still got an online location. Let's go. <laughs> Let them know. I wasn't listen. Lee always trying to come for me, like because I said that. <laughs> on Instagram. On Instagram. Okay, look, so, he oh, making money off IG. That's so lit. That's lit. When um Corona's over, well, I don't know when, but I do pop up shows here and there, Brooklyn, wherever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I went to Chicago um, last year. Went to um different places, even on the cruise. I was selling my items. As you should. <laughs> That's right. That's how you get the work. You, because, I mean, you know, you got to wear your own items. So when people, when you walk by people like, oh, I love your glasses. It's from my store. And I mm-hmm. always have a business card. That's amazing. That is definitely a great technique for people who actually, you know, sell things you can wear. Like you wear your own stuff. And, you know, 
then you get people you you not asking oh yeah my mom got it for me or my cousin got it for me or I found it here it's directly you like that mm-hmm. is such a power that's such a power give them the business card right then and there and if I have the items in my back because I always try to carry certain items I'm like hold on let me go get it <laughs> I'll be right back right. that's how you hustle <laughs> That's how you hustle. What you drinking in that glass? It look good. You look like luxury. Right, you do. I'm loving it. I love the face. Like, skin is the just luxury. glowing. I love luxury like, on black folk. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love this it. This is all from letting crazy people out of my life. I keep saying <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Preach on. That is right. Yeah. Let them know. You got to get rid of that to get that glow. No, I'll be here all week friends. with the balls. <laughs> shut up Yo shut up nah, She you, always you, hating on me Anyhow <laughs> Anyhow You have um That uh Her last supper Um Uh Painting on your Like I remember I saw it When I was checking you out Look bam right there Did yes, you do that hey. That's crazy That's crazy yeah. That's dope. Have you ever, since you go on cruises, have you ever thought about like submitting your artwork on cruises? Because that's like a thing. Like one of my favorite things to do going on a cruise is to go to an art gallery and like. I never been. They do that? Buy art. Yes. I never been. What? Don't do that. You will spend the most money in the casino and at the art gallery. They got a casino on a cruise ship? Bro, don't do that. I've never been on a cruise. I fly. I fly out. Don't put me on the water. That's, they have everything on crazy. a cruise ship. Restaurants. That's, I didn't know that. With a a theater. Restaurants. They have a, they have a huge theater. Like That's crazy. Um, it's Lincoln crazy. Center type vibe. I can't. You know what it is with cruises? <laughs> I get uh, I get seasick. I get seasick. And you I'm don't just, feel I'm just the ter- boat. I'm terribly afraid to be seasick and not enjoy myself because I know it's a lot of money. You really don't feel it. You don't feel it. Unless you're going through a storm, which is rare, you don't yeah. feel it. And even then, you have to be like on the outside deck and like just peeping the vibe. Like so when your little Kim's when your little Kim shit like really filling the boat. Like, oh, okay, it's moving. You do not feel the boat. Y'all are bullshit. You can walk up and down the boat and Y'all you not it's a big ship. Y'all bullshit, It's the big ass <laughs> ship. Where is that? On the water. Come on, bro. Y'all, y'all She's missing out, okay? I ain't missing out right now because what I am going to do, I'm definitely <laughs> taking part in buying stocks for them cruise ships, and I want y'all to keep doing it. Okay, anyway, bye. <laughs> um, have you ever thought about selling your artwork on cruises or, you know, like... This is my first time hearing that. So yes. I'm what cruise you went on? Carnival? They do the art oh. shows there. Yeah, they do art. They have an art gallery. They have an art gallery on every cruise ship. And they be selling art for like thousands of dollars, thousands gonna, of dollars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it. Yes, I would definitely say that. And a black artist, what? Fuck she love her some carnival. No, I actually don't. You don't. Do not go around spreading <laughs> that. I went on carnival, and you loved it, and I had a great time. Exactly. I so love you Norwegian love some- cruise lines. Because oh. it's freestyle cruising. I don't have to eat at a certain time. And then, then, then I could go. No <laughs> reservation. Go get my stuff. Okay. Do what I got to do. Okay. I kind of miss it. For real, for real. But with Corona, not happening. No time soon. Okay. Can't. Can't do it. I never, uh, I'm so not wait, you did, you did it. You went on your cruise ship during 
the pandemic. No. He didn't say no, that. No, no, no. You said two months, like, two years ago. Two years ago. He did not say right. that. I was listening. I was getting a little blur. Like, did he say two months? Wait, what? Nah, <laughs> no. son. Two years. Yes, yes, yes. See, now that Corona happened, it ain't happening. I give yeah. it a, I give it's it a year. No. I, I me, I, I give it oh, five. <laughs> I give it a year before everybody's crowding them cruise ships. If that, <laughs> I give it a, maybe eight months. I give it that. Because they really got stuck on the boat and quarantined on on a ship. Bugging. They did? Yes. That was real? <laughs> I'll be damned. I will be damned if I'm on the damn ship. You would have lost your life. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I can't. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. That's I cannot. I cannot. You cannot leave me on nobody of water like that. I can't. So what do you see yourself doing the most out of all the things you've been tapping into? Aside from selling, you know, your accessories and stuff in your boutique, of course, that's like ongoing. But like the artwork, drag, writing, like where do you see yourself putting like most of your time? Ooh, um, ooh, I think selfishly, I, I, I put more work into my books, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how many more can we expect from you? How many more or books? Or is it set? limitless? Limitless. I mean, okay. already I have the sixth book written already. Oh. Wow. Well, he sees no limit. Well, There's no ceiling. Well. <laughs> That's beautiful, though. That is. That is. That is. I want to be that ahead of time. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited for the sixth one. It's if if people thought Forbidden Scriptures were sexual, that was just an appetizer. <laughs> oh, ah. and you know I like appetizers. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> you stupid, <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> nah, that's dope. That's dope. I think um, I think one of the the bigger themes here is just to not put no cap on what you could do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just just but it's so hard to say that because you got to like focus on every little detail when you're doing one thing. So it's it's even harder to be like, yo, you could do everything. Focus on all the small details. <laughs> it, like that's super overwhelming, but every once in a while I meet somebody who's doing it in an amazing way. And you're one of those people who just the the balance is impeccable and you know yes. I applaud you for that like yeah I'm you came in here serving inspiration I love when guests come in on the show and they do that for me and most of the time they do so you you were amazing today thank mm -hmm. you so mm -hmm. much for being on thank me later yeah thank you for uh for for talking with us thank you for dealing with our technical difficulties <laughs> you've been amazing <laughs> yes. you've been amazing but let people know where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram, which is B-I-O-D-U-N-A-B-U-D-U. -U -U. B, B as in ball, I as in igloo, O as in orange, D for dog, U for unicorn, N for Nancy, A for apple, B for ball, U for unicorn, D for dog, U for unicorn. Yes. He had it ready. Ready. Yeah. That. Like on Instagram, that. on Facebook, and on YouTube, I finally unlocked my YouTube so people can watch my videos from 11 years ago yes I actually watched one yeah, <laughs> I did it was great they it search the same thing they can find me on Amazon and also at Barnes and Nobles that's right I look that's forward right. to 
definitely tuning into these books like i need new reads because yeah. yeah and and to uh to to speaking with you again yes to, for sure to, to bring Checking you into in the studio yeah to see what you're doing yeah, with your yeah. drag yeah. i love it i love the queens yeah. i love when y'all turn up and show out you just not gonna let this drag thing go like you just not gonna let it go you could have said anything else I can't wait to see what you do with like your artistry. <laughs> you just but I already it. made that clear. I want to see these paintings on these cruise ships and these art galleries. Let I already let, did that. Wait, okay? wait, wait. Let them speak. She always let trying to come speak. for me. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying like, a lot of people like that side of me. So, <laughs> and I'm already expecting something from these videos because I'm gonna tune in. Like real quick, real quick. When you was doing drag, who does your makeup? Ooh, so luckily, back then, um, there was a place called Center in Halstead. They had makeup artists, so okay. it was like easy mm-hmm. back then. So I never really did. A, I never. Most of the time, I never really did it myself. Okay. I mean, a few times, but when it came to shows, they had someone who was stationed there to do our makeup. Okay, you don't even need it. You're just so beautiful. No, facts. It doesn't. It. But I'm saying, you Your know, now the art flawless. is very dramatic. And you know yeah. you gotta come I'm with it. Learning. I'm still learning. I ain't gonna lie. So the the one thing I'm learning is the makeup. But I, I not to not to sound super proud. But when it comes to like stage performances, you gonna deliver exactly. I, I, so I'm see, I already cool. had my expectations high for good reason. Okay, because <laughs> the face is just telling it all. The voice, the smile, it's just giving it all to me. It's giving. She's Thank a hater. You. I'm not no hater. Mm. I was just asking why that you wouldn't let that one go. I just wanted to know. I was just giving him well wishes and light to all the things that he's doing, especially when it was coming from a place of saying that I'm trying to tap back into it. I'm right, right. opening right, right. this up for people to see from back then and expect something from it from me now. So to encourage that, because there's days when I need it myself, when I'm doing what I love to do, why not give that to him? So that's where I was coming from with that. You already killing it and everywhere else. But just to feel that confidence that you may have feel you once lost, that's my duty. That's part of my Come purpose. On, you feel me? So I'm always going to give that. So I'm ready for it. Whatever you got, we always keep in touch with the people we have on the show. I am a prime example of that. But um, yeah. Nah, uh, yeah. I just uh I just appreciate you being here. Thank you for being so warm and welcoming Always. and careful. Mm-hmm. Um during the interview, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh I really appreciate you coming to talk with us. Um Yeah, we we could go ahead and be out of here. That's yeah. right. Yeah.